What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. You can follow us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno at Summit Commish at Summit SOM Pod and at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. Once again, your boy is rolling solo dolo like sick Koa one time. GM... Obviously, he's DMP tonight, did not play like Anthony Davis because the Houston Rockets beat the Los Angeles Lakers four in a row, going four and three. What the fuck are we doing, guys? Houston Rockets beat the Los Angeles Lakers 128 to 94, and I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But before I do, I want to give a shout out to Big City Wings. That's right. That is Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint. They have two for Tuesday, buy one, get one free bone-in or boneless, that's right, for your bone-in or boneless lovers, go get your buy one, get one free every single Tuesday of each and every month, on Wednesdays, they also have $8 specialty burgers like the bacon, uh, avocado, and egg, they also have whiskey Wednesdays, after 5 o'clock, it's $5 for most whiskeys that are there, that's right, shout-outs to Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, and Apollo's Wing Joint one time, y'all, Let's dive in and talk about it. The Houston Rockets beat the LA Lakers 128 to 94. And I can't deny it, guys. It's our first time over 500 in over a thousand days. 1,000 plus days. It's the amount of Roman Reigns' run currently as WWE Universal Champion. You gotta be freaking kidding me. The Houston Rockets are. Finally over 500, and I can't deny it, guys. I'm kind of feeling myself right now just because, you know, we're repping the team. We're feeling good. We're finally, you know, seeing a bright light at the end of this rebuilding tunnel. I got to do it one time. I got to do it one time. Got to do it. Got to rock the belt. Got to rock the belt a little bit during the episode. I mean, we may not be champions right now by any stretch of the imagination. However, we are uh, champions in our mind in terms of what we've had to overcome to get to this point. The Houston Rockets, through all the trials and tribulations that I discussed uh, just this past episode, once again, able to exercise some demons to play at a consistent high level. Once again, the Houston Rockets beat the LA Lakers 128 to 94. That's two games in a row that they've held a team to under 100 points. This defense is no joke. Led by Dylan Brooks, strong manning LeBron James. Let's talk about that first of all. Let's go into the game just because I think it should be discussed. This is just immediate reactions and breakdowns. Um, Dylan Brooks just guarding LeBron right out of the gate. You could tell it got personal. I think after the first two to three minutes of the game, there were a couple of one on one moments where it was like, it felt like the 1 4 flat where they they were going to put LeBron in the post and they were like, you know, clear out, clear out. That's almost like schoolyard ball. It felt like that was like, clear out, let the players play and let them do their thing. No one came in a double. It was literally LeBron versus Dylan. It was almost like an agreement, like a, like a, like a gentleman's duel almost. Shout out to all you Hamilton fans. Like they all thought that, uh, I just thought about the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But, um, that's what it felt like here is that they all kind of cleared out and gave him that moment. And LeBron beat him on the first match 
obviously he had a, a quick a quick layup and you could tell LeBron took that really really personally Dylan comes back the second time and gets LeBron to uh, basically dribble the ball off his foot and then you're look you're absolutely looking at something incredible here uh, basically almost like a boxing match in basketball which which was I mean super fun and dope to see because you kind of knew it was going to happen uh, you know that was the marquee matchup tonight uh, there were it was star-studded uh, there was uh, and when I mean star-studded I'm talking about the 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 celebrities in the building, uh, LeBron and the Lakers coming into town in Toyota Center. Um, C.J. Stroud shot the first shot of the game. Andre Johnson was in the house. Um, Clyde and Akeem because of the because of the city uniforms, the hometown heroes. There were plenty of uh, Martin Maldonado uh, was was there really randomly. Yeah, really randomly, but like they were, you know, there were stars that were there and it was, you could kind of, it felt like a big fight feel, which was nice. And the Lakers, I mean, they're, they're, they were two and four going into this uh, matchup. Like they, they've been struggling. So the fact of the matter is, is that, but it's still, you know, it's the Los Angeles Lakers, it's LeBron James coming into town and we knew what this was going to be. So the fact that you had the Dylan and LeBron matchup and, and it was, I mean, it was mostly everything that we ex- had expected. I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron still got his, still had 18 points, but holding him down to 18 points on only 13 shots, I mean, the game was pretty much won through the first three quarters. It seemed like no matter what LeBron did or tried to do, the, his way to will a game is that the role players have to kind of help keep him in the game in a way so that way he can will it in the fourth quarter. If he's anytime within a striking distance, uh, despite the ripe old age of eight, of 38, he's still going to find a way to come through. So the whole goal, the whole mantra was probably to like see if we can knock him out early, which is exactly what they did. They built a double-digit lead in the first quarter. Oh my gosh, let's talk about... Guys, year three Jalen Green. I'm still holding the belt, by the way. Uh, year three Jalen Green. Let's just talk about it right now. 28 points and only 21 minutes played. He only played 21 minutes because he barely played the fourth quarter. And on top of that, he got in foul trouble early in this, uh, like about mid in the second quarter when he uh, had three fouls. So he had he couldn't uh, play the way he wanted to. However, I mean, you're looking at it from a categorical and statistical standpoint, only 21 minutes, 28 points, seven rebounds, which is huge, three assists, one steal. He shot, guys, this stat line is insane, 11 of 15 from the field, five of six from three. And uh, see, like, this is my only issue with him. Hot and cold from the free throw line once again. He's he's only shot one of four from the free throw line. It seems like you're going to get one good game and one bad game. It seems like they pretty much play hot potato at this point. But the way that Jalen moves, I mean, the the mythical year three Jalen leap has been talked about ad nauseum uh, for every show and podcast that is Houston Rockets based out there. But this was the first game where he really, he really put his stamp, truly put his stamp on the game and kind of let the world know this is this is the player that I am. Is he going to shoot 11 of 15 every game? No, he's not going to shoot 11 of 15 every game. However, his ability to just stay in the flow of the game, like this, that's the good thing about this is that the way he's doing this, the way he's attacking the rim, the way he's cu- he gets his cuts, the shot is dropping. That was always key for me. When the shot drops, it expands the floor, which gives Jalen more room to drive. If Jalen's shot does not drop, they can play in drop coverage and let him drive with multiple bodies entering the lane to build a wall over him because they know he's one of the fastest players in the league. The shot for Jalen is super key, and when he can make a few to start, like tonight... 
it ultimately opens his offensive game to almost mythical proportions, which is what happened tonight. He got, uh, he basically turned it on. I've been saying it. He's been turning it on high heat, and he's been absolutely killing it. He's killed it the past couple of games. Tonight included Jalen Green putting his stamp on the game, and he just loves playing the LA Lakers. I mean, he's from Fresno, California, little hometown cooking for your boy. So I'm thinking right now is that, you know, anytime that the Lakers are coming into town or he's playing the Lakers in LA, it's just, it's always seems to be circled on Jalen's calendar. So shout outs to him. He played a great game all around game two. I mean, defense was top notch. His box out ability was top notch. Um, he had a lot of like really big boards that I didn't expect from him to get. And that's the effort. But the thing is with Jalen with the year three leap is this, this is consistency. I need to start seeing every single night. So once he starts getting there, we'll start to see something cook in terms of uh, not just the totality, but on a consistent basis. And I think it's what we need to see more now. We, we're not expecting him to shoot 11-15 every night, but we need to expect him to make an impact on the floor, a positive impact, whether that's on offense or defense, or making the smaller plays to create success for others. And, and speaking of creating success for others, Guys, another consistent game by the high scorer of the team, Alperin Shingun. Come on, what more can we say? 19 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 8 of 10 from the field, dude. Not even breaking a sweat. 3 of 4 from uh, from the free throw line, a plus 18. Like, Alperin Shingun is starting to become just... A product of consistency, which is what I said last uh, last episode, was that he's just been the biggest model of consistency for this team. You know what you're going to get from him every single game. And the defense, once again, was good. A little hometown cooking because he had uh, former Rocket Christian Wood. When when Anthony Davis went out, I'm sure, you know, Alperin Shangun, the lights lit up because I'm sure there were countless practice battles that Christian Wood and Alperin Shangun would have. So he, you know, he's looking at it. He's absolutely salivating, maybe thinking barbecue chicken. But he absolutely was able to light up Christian Wood and take advantage of it. And the crazy thing is, if you look at uh, the expansiveness of the entire game, you realize that Alperin Shingun really didn't break a sweat even, which is the insane part when you think about it. I mean, he only played 25 minutes. Uh, obviously, I mean, none of the starters pretty much played in the fourth quarter at all. The fourth quarter was pretty much a throwaway because we knew that the Rockets had already blown him out. They were up by almost 30 at that point. So it was this... this so Alperin Shingun's ability to do this is just... I mean, it's just next level. I expect nothing less now from him. I think when people are talking about the year three Jalen leap, I don't think people are talking enough about the year three Shingun leap as well. Um, seven games now of consistent basketball every single night. Seven games. And and this is all in a row, too. Shingun's played pretty consistently offensively and defensively, which has been pretty key for me. So, I mean, he's earned my respect all respect to Shingun, freaking incredible. Um, I spotlighted Dylan Brooks and LeBron James, but I want to spotlight the totality of this Rockets defense once again. This is the second time uh, in a row that they've held uh, an NBA team to under 100 points. Uh, they did it uh, last game against the Sacramento Kings, holding them down to 97. This one against the Lakers, holding them down to 94. Guys, at this day and age, when you have the bomb shooters of Steph Curry and you have players that are capable of 70-plus like Devin Booker and you still have a Kevin Durant, a LeBron James, it's an offensive player's league. You're starting to see record-breaking numbers in terms of offense. 100-plus is normal in today's NBA. I mean, the average, the league average is 110 to 115-plus, like, easily. Just the average. So it just goes to show you how uh, how hard it is to keep a team under 100 points. Uh, despite 
the fact that they had no Anthony Davis. This is something incredible, guys. I mean, despite the fact that they were missing their, like, you could use excuse, uh, De'Aaron Fox last game, Anthony Davis this game. Well, last game they had Sabonis. This game they had LeBron. They have all, they have their role players. They still had Austin Reeves on the floor. They had uh, Rui Hachimura. They had serviceable players surrounding LeBron. D'Angelo Russell still playing. So, like, they have these guys that are still playing. And and each player I just named for the Lakers are capable of dropping 20-plus. And we've seen it uh, plenty of times. So, it's not an excuse at this point. The Rockets just thoroughly out-hustled, out-muscled the Lakers team. And I think that's, as the games progress, you're going to start seeing that. That we are not going to be the most talented team on the court. We may not be the most talented team on the court, but we're going to be one of the scrappier teams. I referenced the Detroit Pistons in 2004, but I'm also going to reference a little bit of the the grindhouse of the early 2010s Memphis Grizzlies with the Tony Allen and the Zach Randolph. I think that is kind of the defensive bullheadedness that Ime Udoka is trying to create that as a, as a culture because he knows that we don't have a superstar on this team yet. So how are you going to win? You're going to win with teamwork. You're going to win with consistent scoring um, from from the guys that you can depend on. However, you're going to win on the defensive end, and it's it. And I love it. This is like this is like old school basketball. This is right up my wheelhouse. I love the the tough and grimy. I mean, not afraid to go into the trenches. They were consistently guarding LeBron every time. Uh, outside of those few first few possessions against Dylan Brooks, every time LeBron had it into the post and he went into the spin move, there was another defender there. Two to three defenders there to meet him. To build that wall so LeBron just can't get an easy bucket. Like, this is, get your lunch pail out, you know, blue collar, you know, get ready to go to work because you're gonna end the night with some bumps and bruises. And this is exactly what had happened tonight, but these guys aren't afraid to do that, which leads me to my next point. Let's welcome back to the NBA and welcome back to the 2023-2024 season. Tari frickin' Eason, who immediately, immediately made his impact on the court felt. A couple of hustle plays. I mean, obviously not where he probably wants to be stamina-wise. Um, he did get winded for a couple times. And he only he did I mean he got kept pretty much in his limit. 14 points. But look at this, guys. First game back in the seventh game of the season, nine points, nine rebounds, two assists, four of ten from the field. So he did miss a couple of gimmies, a couple of bunnies, and that's okay. And that's come to that's come to be expected. First game back against the Lakers. But bottom line is that he did it. He did it and he played really, really well. I was so happy to see him on the court. So many moments with Jay Sean Tate where they were just hounding the defense. Uh, they were hounding the Lakers consistently. Just having Tari Eason on the court right now has pretty much done wonders. And you can kind of already tell the impact it's bringing on the bench. The idea of getting Jay Sean and Tari off the bench together... Uh, Shoutouts to if you listen, if you ever watch the Mighty Ducks two or three, uh, you're getting a little Bash Brothers action when these two enter uh, the fray. I'm I'm getting that vibe 100. The second that they enter the court, the physicality, uh, not that it's not jumped to a high level with Dylan Brooks already there, but with the bench coming on the court, like you can get a Bash Brothers of the physicality, the dog of the team kind of goes up tenfold. And then if you can throw Dylan into that equation as well, and a Jabari as well, you're looking at a fucking lockdown defense of epic proportions. So I'm just excited. I'm happy that Tari entered the floor again and he was able to play, play well and was able to impact this win in a positive way. So he had good minutes. Guys, Another shout-outs to Jay Sean Tate. 14 points, 6 of 10, 
two of six from three, which is about where yeah, it's about average for him in terms of three point. But he, even though he's been tearing it up on the defense on the on three point end, it's still like Jayshon Tate has absolutely found his niche on this team. He's found his sweet spot, and he's willing to take advantage. The the type of player that Jayshon is, the reason why, and I truly believe that the reason why people didn't. Like he kind of started falling out of favor with Rockets fans was because you know you 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 salivate at the new toy that's in town. You know you you had the Tari Eason's, Jabari Smiths, um, you know Alperin Shangun the year before, uh, Josh Christopher was there. So you know you had all these guys that were ready like take spots. So I, I think that's where Rockets fans were. You're starting to see the value of Jay Sean Tate now on a winning team. This is why Jay Sean Tate, in my opinion, you plug him in to any of the 29 other teams in the league, he's going to impact it in a positive way because that's just the player that he is. He just needed to find the role that fits for him, and he found it. Six man off the bench for the Houston Rockets, consistent minutes, dog minutes, defensive minutes, and adding this, this layer of intensity and consistency that I think that this team needed and I think when he started finding himself during this win streak is when you kind of realize like hey we got something cooking here we I think Ime Udoka saw this one was like okay we we got something here with Jay Shantae coming off the bench and finding his role a role that works for him so I'm shout outs to Jay Shantae fucking killed it guys I mean across the board it was, it was just a such a great game I want to know what y'all think too like you know drop a comment how did you enjoy the game were you at the game how was the vibe? I knew the Lakers crowd was loud. LeBron fans were loud, which is what we've come to expect. But to be honest, guys, I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm I'm over the moon. I've we and the GM have covered this team for three years at this point, and we've been so used to losses, and we've been so used to uh, taking L's and and doing reviews of L's and losses and. The fact that we're four and three, guys, it's been a thousand plus days, I'll reiterate it again, since we last uh, had a team that was over 500 on a Rockets. So the fact that we were able to do that tonight, win four in a row, go four and three, and continue to push forward towards uh, the success that we believe this team can hit has been just nothing short of incredible. I'm incredibly uh, thankful that the that the Houston Rockets have continued uh, to play at a high intense level. Um, I want to know what y'all think right now. I mean, I want to I want y'all to drop your comments on how the uh, Houston Rockets have been playing. Have you been happy with their play? Uh, have you, you know Are you just getting back now? Are you like getting getting to be a fan now? And I'm not I'm not mad at any of those people. Please, we need more fans. Come on, like. Jump on the bandwagon. It's fine. You're casual. That's fine. I don't really don't care. I want more fans to be invested in this team because I believe that this is a team that's, I mean, they're being slept on. I mean, they're absolutely being slept on. Uh, the NBA will catch up, but I think that this team is something exciting and incredible. And and if you miss the boat, you may miss it. But, you know, the, the chance to jump on is now. The team is four and three. They've won four in a row. We're not even 10 games into the season. This is Ime culture, guys. This is why Ime Udoka was brought in uh, to this team. I don't think there's any other coach in the NBA outside of maybe, maybe a Greg Popovich that could have came in and done what Ime Udoka has done in a positive light to encourage this team to be as successful as they are right now. So absolutely incredible stuff all the way around. Let's go ahead and jump into it just because uh, we're getting to uh, close to the first ever uh play well not the playing tournament game the nba cup 
game is actually going to take place on Friday for your Houston Rockets. So let's talk about that. Let's drop some predictions right now. Rockets are going to open up the in-season tournament. The NBA Cup is what I like to call it against the Pelicans here. Pelicans team is they're missing some pieces. Uh, you know, prayers up to CJ McCollum, a collapsed lung. He's not uh, he's not going to be playing for a little while. Zion Williamson is out uh, for personal reasons. I think he's on paternity leave from what I remember. And uh, you know, it, it opens up the floor. The Rockets are going to open up again at home here with an opportunity to make it five in a row. Uh, the team is still talented. I mean, the Pelicans, they still have Brandon Ingram. I wouldn't put anything past the Pellies. We've struggled against the Pelicans uh, these past couple years, but this is a different Rockets team. I fully expect them to be prepared, and at the end of the day, I do fully expect them to ultimately get this win and extend the win streak to five in a row. I think the keys, uh, I'll just drop a couple keys here. Uh, one of the first keys, obviously, is just continue that bulldog um, intensity of defense. Continue to strive for that. Uh, I need Dylan to still be Dylan. Uh, Tari Eason continue to make that impact. Jay Shantae continue to be the dog that you are and continue to create that culture of defense. If you can hold New Orleans under 100, more power to y'all. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they'll be able to do it this game. Maybe they could, but uh, they have to really lock down defensively, especially if you're going to uh, stop a player like Brandon Ingram, who's who's very, very tough, all things considered. I mean, one of the best, in my opinion, one of the, probably the most underrated wing in the NBA today. Um, key number two, obviously, would be just continue to score at a consistent pace. And what I mean, mean by that is continue to share the sugar, do what's made y'all successful, uh, a la the 2004 Pistons, continue to share the sugar. Uh, I want to see consistent scoring amongst the starters, uh, 14 to 15 points to like 22 to 23 points amongst the starters is more than enough for me. Um, continue to play at that high level that they've been playing with on offense. Um, another key and key number three for me is ultimately just out hustling. The reason why they've won these four games is because they've out hustled. They're not the tallest team on the floor. We know that they know that, but their ability to box out and get all these little plays, these scrappy plays, create multiple possessions or prevent the uh, the other team from uh, having multiple possessions has ultimately led to the win. So it's pretty much just out dogging them, out hustling them. Continue to do that. Continue to make your mark that way, and you should be able to uh, get this win tonight. So let's, I mean, not tonight, on Friday night, let's go ahead and drop the predictions one time. So I'm going to drop a prediction to y'all. Ah, so I'm going to go 118-104. I'm going to go 118-104, another double-digit win. Felt like every win, I feel like every, yeah. Yeah, I think, oh, no. No, the first game wasn't double digits. I feel like every game we've beaten, at least the three out of the four have been uh, one in double digits. So I'll continue that uh, streak here, 118 to 104. The win streak will continue to five, and the uh, Houston Rockets will continue to party and continue to be surprising the rest of the league here. I've said it once. There's always going to be one team that's going to come up and surprise you. Uh, I remember one year, the when they first got John Morant, it was the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, last year, it was the Sacramento Kings. This year could be the Houston Rockets. I'm not ready to put my hat in that ring yet, but even though I do call them to be the sixth seed, when I say surprise, like Memphis was the three seed, Sacramento was the three seed. I don't know if we'll get to that point yet with the Rockets. However, um, this team is going to continue to surprise. I'm excited to see what they can continue to build here. And it's what a great time to be a Rockets fan. It really, really is. So I, I want to know what y'all's comments are. You know, drop your score prediction. Rockets, Pelicans, the first, uh, the first NBA Cup. 
a tournament game of the season. So I wonder how they're going to play, how they're going to react to that. Remember, uh, each game outside of the championship game is still going to count for the season. So they still need to play it like a regular season game, but the court's going to look different. The court's going to look going to look a lot different. It's going to be all red. So a little trippy on the eyes, but um, they should still be able to get the win here. So it's still going to matter. The games are still going to count regardless. So continue to do what got you here. Continue to build upon uh, the culture that Ime has set for y'all and just continue to build and continue to get success. And I really believe it. The, this Rockets team, they're built for something special. And I don't know what that special is this season, but we're starting to get glimpses of it. And I'm really, really, really proud and I'm really humbled at the fact that I get to cover this team and that I get to uh, uh, share my opinions with each and every one of y'all. So once again, drop a comment, uh, subscribe to the Apollo YouTube channel one time. Yeah, uh, super kick that subscribe button for all the best uh, Apollo, HOU uh, content in terms of sports. That's Houston Texans, Houston Astros, Houston Rockets. So continue to subscribe uh, to uh, Apollo HOU and is, and big shouts and thank you to y'all for continuing to listen and support us one time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end this episode here. Uh, once again, uh, we appreciate each and every one of y'all. You can follow me on Twitter at Summit Commission. Follow our team at Apollo NBA at Apollo HOU. Shoutouts to the Apollo Podcast Network brethren that continue to kill the game. The crown jewel of Houston Nationals podcast, even though they're in off-season mode right now. BTD, Beyond the Diamond. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Houston Nationals content. Apollo Texans off the gridiron. You know what to tap into. They got that really sick shirt. He's the one, so... He may be him, C.J. Stroud, one time. So be sure to uh, tap in with them for all your Houston Texans content. And uh, we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen for all Houston Rockets content. Once again, I went solo dolo, but next time we return with an episode, I'll have the GM back. Maybe we'll have a guest, or maybe we'll have our correspondent DJ in the house. Who knows? But we're really, really happy that we can get some consistent content out to y'all, and we appreciate our day one-ish listeners from now all the way up to, I think we're at 183 now? Creeping to 200? Crazy time here. But, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling pretty good. Got the championship here, four in a row, and uh, I think we're going to build something special. So, as a producer, give us a go-home cue here. I'm going to end this episode as I end every episode with a go Summit, go Apollo. One, two, three, four. Go Rockets. Make it five. Oh, and by the way, watch basketball. Yeet! The Summit. Four, 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 four. Five.